0: In the movie Forrest Gump, we get a great picture of people that are stuck. In my first book, I looked at how Lieutenant Dan was stuck in shame. Now I want to look at another character. Jenny. She was stuck in anger. When Forrest is just a boy, Jenny is his best friend. One day, Jenny invites Forrest over to her house. Jenny meets him in her front yard, grabs Forrest's hand, and goes racing through the backyard into the cornfield behind her house. As the two children fight their way through the cornstalks, Jenny's dad comes out the back door, with a whiskey bottle in one hand, and yells out, Jenny! Jenny, you come back here! Jenny doesn't listen. The two keep running until they collapse out of exhaustion. Then Jenny repeats a prayer. God, make me a bird so I can fly far, far away. Throughout the movie, Forrest narrates what's going on. He explains here, saying, God didn't make Jenny a bird, but the police did come and took her daddy away. Jenny goes to live with her grandmother. It was never explicitly stated, but you got the point. Jenny's dad abused her sexually. Fast forward to Jenny's late teens and early 20s. Jenny's pain is evident. Her life is characterized by alcohol and drug addiction, a series of abusive boyfriends, suicide attempts, and stripping in a club. Looking for some peace and sanity, she goes to visit Forrest, who had taken over his mother's southern mansion after her death. Jenny spends the weekend recuperating. Mostly sleeping. Then Forrest and Jenny take a long walk. They enjoy spending time with each other and the beautiful day, until Jenny looks up and realizes she's at the driveway of her childhood home. She freezes for a moment, then starts to walk down the long gravel driveway. Forrest lets her go, knowing that she's got some business to do with her deceased father. As Jenny walks toward the house, you can see her pretty face turn ugly. It begins to contort in bitterness as her childhood memories start to play out in her mind. When she gets within throwing distance of the house, Jenny takes one of the sandals she's been carrying and throws it as hard as she can at the house. But it's so light, it barely makes a sound. She throws the other sandal with the same effect. In desperation, she looks at the ground for something more substantial to throw. She finds a rock and throws it, then another, and another. Finally, one of the rocks hits a window, breaking it, but giving her no satisfaction. Frustrated, she falls to the ground and weeps. Meanwhile, Forrest has been slowly walking down the driveway. He kneels down behind her and gently touches her shoulders, not knowing what to do or say. Narrating again, he says, Some days, there just aren't enough rocks. What did Forrest mean by that? Some days, there just aren't enough rocks. Sometimes throwing rocks can help. It can relieve the stress of life's frustrations. For example, I like to run and work out for that reason. In fact, a doctor once told me an hour-long workout is the equivalent of taking one antidepressant. But there are other times throwing rocks won't help. The pain is too deep. The wound is too raw. Jenny was stuck. Her wheels were spinning, but she had no traction. She expended a lot of energy, but to no effect. What her father started, she now perpetuated. Her father wasn't keeping her chained to the past. She was, by her thoughts and the decisions she made every day. She needed something much more sophisticated than a rock-throwing session. She needed a process to help her break free from the past and move on to claim her future.